Our top story deals with the breaking news coming out of the DOJ as 10 people were indicted for defrauding Polar Airlines. Eric Kulich is here to talk about us, talk about it with us. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, Eric. Let's dig right into this. What's up with the situation between the department? 10 individuals, including some executives. Yeah, a Polar Air Cargo, they're a very large cargo airline. It's a joint venture between Atlas Air and uh, DHL Express. You know, it was set up, uh, you know, like 10 or 12 years ago to basically service DHL's Express network, but they also sell capacity to, you know, extra capacity to forwarders. So, this is a big cargo company in the Justice Department. The U.S. Uh, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York uh, yesterday came down with indictments uh, against ten individuals. Four of them were senior, or senior, or former senior executives of Polar Air, and uh, and the others are vendors or customers that uh, allegedly there was a, a large uh, kickback scheme uh, underway for more than a decade to basically, you know, pay off these executives to do favors for these companies. So we're talking uh, ground handling agents, uh, third-party sales agents to sell capacity, uh, freight forwarders, trucking companies that all, you know, provided services or, or used the, the company. And so supposedly the, allegedly these senior executives, you know, uh, got favorable contracts for these individuals and their companies, uh, you know, uh, got cargo space at uh, excellent rates, uh, you know, gave these companies breaks, and then they in turn got paid under the table. It's a percentage of the revenue the companies received or a percentage of the, uh, the uh, you know, the charges or the, the, the per cubic uh, kilo fees that were paid. So uh, it was a pretty big scheme. The attorneys say that alleged that uh, cost uh, Polar Air Cargo about $52 million in total, um, you know, losses. And Eric, did you mention that this has been going on for, I think, 10 years or so? Um, any insights to maybe think that this has been happening in other spaces within the market, or is this just potentially a one-off incident here? Uh, yeah, I have no way of knowing. I, I'm sure, you know, there could be other areas of corruption in the industry, but I'm not aware of any. And Eric, how did this you know, come? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I think you were heading where I was going. Go ahead. I was going to ask how this situation came to light because it's it's so deeply intertwined that you have to imagine it was maybe one person who came out and finally blew the whistle on this, or was this an investigation that had been going on for a while? Yeah, good question. Um, I'm not really sure exactly how it came to light, but what happened was it came to light somehow within Polar Air Cargo. Someone there internally, they figured it out. Um, they... You know, all these these four executives were all fired in the summer of 2021 when this all happened. So Polar Cargo became aware of it, you know, investigated internally, fired them and then, you know, basically went to the to the uh, to the authorities with the news and has been cooperating ever since. Um, it's interesting. One of the uh, former executives is a man, a gentleman named Lars Winklebauer, who was the uh, chief operating officer for three years at Polar Air. And interestingly enough, he most recently was act serving as a consultant for a Vietnamese tycoon who was trying to launch the Vietnam's first cargo airline. And that uh, effort 
uh, fizzled or they pulled the plug on that effort last year. But um, that's the last time we'd heard of him. And so, Eric, going forward, what does this look like for implications in the case? Now, we've got indictments. Are we going to be looking at possibly criminal charges, looking at a sentencing? What, what's the next steps? Yeah, um, you know, to go through the whole criminal process, um, you know, which can be lengthy, but these are serious charges. These are wire fraud charges. I think there were four, three counts against uh, many of the individuals and four counts against others. I believe each count carries up to 20 year of prison sentence. So who knows what the sentencing will be, but, you know, these, there could be substantial jail terms if uh, these individuals are found guilty. And Eric, as you mentioned, this is a big deal. And of course, it's illegal activity. Um, but is it this uh, big enough case where we would see any kind of shift or change in any type of regulation to prevent any of this or seek it out a little bit faster? Um, you know, I don't think we know enough of the details yet. I, I doubt it's that kind of a you know, case. It seems like it's a typical white collar crime that, uh, you know, um, you know, federal authorities uh, root out all the time. So, you know, it's just the justice system of holding people accountable as normal. Yeah, it tends to happen pretty often, I think, more than more than we obviously know. Eric, let's move on to still another topic, still in the air cargo realm. This time we're talking about a story you just put up about some digital air cargo marketplaces and interesting stuff going on in different versions because some of it allows for freight forwarders to talk about exports going out, but things may come or get difficult when it comes to imports coming in, correct? Yeah, um, you know, these digital uh, freight marketplaces for air cargo have been around for quite a few years. The three big ones are Freightos and their, you know, subsidiary web cargo. And then you've got uh, Cargo AI and Cargo.1. And, you know, it's, it's just like going on uh, Expedia or something and, and, and booking on a multi-party platform where you can, you know, kind of compare prices, shop for seats or capacity, you know, book instantly. And, you know, you don't have to go through a travel agent or talk to the company by phone or email and go back and forth. So it's a big time saver. It's efficient. You know, you can, you can do everything in one place. And that's great. But it turns out that if you're in, you know, the United States and you've got a customer that needs to move something out of Europe, you can't just, um, you know, go on the system and book it. Um, there's a lot of kind of regulatory and, and financial reasons, um, you know, that uh, you basically, and then also just, implementation of the shipment uh, reasons that you need a partner or somebody, a freight forwarder in, let's say, Germany or France to actually, you know, book that shipment and execute it. So, you know, in some ways, so there's, you know, only half of the, you know, that um, uh, efficiency or facilitation is really um, uh, there. Basically, you still have to go through this email back and forth through time zones to, to execute these things. So Cargo.1's come up with a new feature where now those forwarders or those partners overseas, they can load up their rates and their, you know, that they get from the airlines, plus they're all their markups and other fees for services and put that in the system. And then, you know, over here in the United States, I can go in and book it in theory overnight, you know, by delegating them. So that's kind of a new feature. Freitos also just announced that they, um, um, have a feature where you can connect with three master loaders in China. China is a different system where the airlines sell most of their capacity to these wholesalers. And so now 
um, forwarders in other parts of the world can connect with these uh, capacity with that these wholesalers control. Definitely an interesting feature and I think uh, innovation potentially here. We'll have to have you on to talk about some of the other implications, of course, when it looks at, you know, cutting out potential agents and things like that and what it would mean for the industry. But Eric, thanks so much for joining us this morning and bringing these top stories to us. Anytime, Anthony. Good. Have a good day. Have a good day, Eric, as well. Right now, we're going to head on over to the wall. We've got our first carrier update on the way.